Hallelujah. Thank God for the ministry of the choir this morning. But that ministration put a question to my own mind. It has sparked a question within me. Do I know how to bow before him? And I guess the same question is relevant to the house this morning. If you can do something about this, I wouldn't mind. I can sound better. Do I know how to bow before him? Uh -huh. Do you know how to bow before him? Those who will win must know how to bow before him. Even they who sang, we should ask you, do you know how to bow before him? And that question is not about bowing physically because you can bow physically and your life is not bowed. To be bowed there is to be in a state of absolute surrender and worship and honor to the one whose we are and whom we serve. Does everything about our life revolve around him? If that is so, then we are bowed before him. But as long as it is about me and my agenda and, and my preferences and whatever I want, my convenience, my comfort, and every other thing is secondary, then you are not bowed before him. And then the other part of that statement becomes true. You can't win. Because they said those who will win must know how to bow before him. Therefore, I would ask us to rise this morning. I said, therefore, I will ask us to stand up. Okay, we prefer stand up. Stand up this morning. And ask the Lord to x-ray your life. Tell him, totally you surrender all. You, you surrender all to him. You surrender all to him. Can you play that song softly? I surrender all. Softly. Don't sing. Everybody surrender in prayer to the Lord. Surrender your life, your times, your resources, your honor, your glory your expertise, your intellect, your will, your emotions, uh, everything. Yield all to the Lord in total surrender this morning. Lord, I come. I, 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 I come to surrender all, all, all. My breath, my life, my time, my resources, my energy. Lord, whatever skills or abilities or gifts or talents, uh, Lord God, that you have uh, given to me, invested in me, endowed me with, I, I yield all to you. My convenience, my comfort, Lord, I, I, I surrender all to you. That my life, oh God, remains a living sacrifice unto you after the fact. That my life remains a living sacrifice unto you as I come in complete surrender, in total surrender unto you. That it will not be my will or my desires alone. It will be what you want, what you desire, and that which you will. So help me, Lord, I pray. Help me, Lord, I pray. Lord, that my life will give you pleasure, that my life will emit a fragrance of sweetness unto you every day of my life. That's my prayer, Lord, for myself. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. So this one has a lot to speak to you from his word. Again, Lord, speak 
before that you have been speaking, speak still, we ask. And confirm every word with signs following. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. God bless you. Good morning. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, unplug. So that means you are giving your neighbor an instruction. So say to somebody else, unplug. Okay, say to somebody else this morning, you must unplug. You must unplug. That door is open. You must unplug. Help me tell somebody, I'm, say, neighbor, I'm serious. You must unplug. Hallelujah. Those who are familiar with what goes on in the kitchen knows that they know that a regular kitchen will have a, a sink, a wash hand basin, a sink, where you can do dishes, you can wash plates and so on, and uh, the wastewater can drain out and so on. Some people don't like the kitchen. Well, you have to like the kitchen because the kitchen has been sustaining you. If not for the kitchen, you wouldn't be here. It could be a formal kitchen or an informal kitchen. But if not for the kitchen, you won't be here. Hallelujah. In fact, some of the ways of knowing good mothers are knowing how they handle the kitchen. As I talk, some of us can reflect and say, my mother was a good cook. My mother was an excellent cook. And some can say, my mother was a bad cook. But thank God I'm better. In my own case, my mother was a good cook, excellent cook. That's why I can describe food. I know what good food looks like. I know what good food tastes like. But to produce it is another matter, so you understand. Mm -hmm. So leave that one for, for another day. Now, a sink has um, a drain for wastewater to flow out. And uh, usually there is a stopper. How many remember that stopper? You can put a stopper when you want to retain water because you want to gather water in the sink to do some other things. Anytime you remove the stopper, you know, the water flows out, drains away. Mm -hmm. That stopper is called a plug. Hallelujah. So when, when you stop the water or when you plug the sink, you stop the flow. So a, a plug is that which stops the flow. A plug is that which obstructs the flow. A, a, a plug is that which disconnects. Hallelujah. So I'm not talking about the plug of your electrical device right now. Hallelujah. But I'm talking about that kitchen plug. So I'm saying you must unplug this morning. There are some things hindering some flows in our lives. There are some things inhibiting us, hindering us from being all that we were meant to be. Unplug. There are many things going on right now from which we have to unplug if we must be victorious, if we must win. Hallelujah. Unplug. So this morning, the message is unplug. And the message is going beyond the instruction this morning. The message or the title is in the past tense already, unplugged. So God is assuming by his spirit that we will hearken to what he's saying and live unplugged lives. Hallelujah. In the world today, there are many things going on. There are many voices speaking. There are many patterns and styles out there. There are many things happening. I understand the story of one man, Christian man, fine Christian man, got married to his beautiful wife. They have teenage daughters. One of them is in uni. I met the man. 
and so on. And he was uh, telling someone close to me that, you see, I love my wife, but the problem is she still has some habits that I don't understand. Like uh, going on TikTok and dancing and dancing and recording it and uploading it. Now, what, what's the meaning of all that? What's the meaning of all that? A man loves his wife very well, loves his wife very much. You understand? And uh, well to do by the standards of his world. There was a time, you know, his, his sweetheart was to go on vacation and said, take this card for your time out of the country and take care of herself. And she did. She took good care of herself. And subsequently, the man traveled, an official trip, he wanted to buy something, brought out the card, and they declined. They said, uh, insufficient fund. They said, no, uh, check it again. They said, insuff I said, ah, my wife couldn't have, she, she finished spending it. So the man was livid with anger. I got back home and said, you finished it. He said, didn't you say I should spend it? I should enjoy it. Must you finish it? Some people must unplug from wasteful spending. Some people must un unplug from ostentatious living. Who are you trying to impress? Impress. Unplug from partying. They ask, they start asking. I know someone like that. She will ask her colleagues. Any party this weekend? Any party this weekend? A married woman. She's asking any party this weekend? She goes to church. Oh, she's a church goer. Amen. Any party this weekend? So that we can go. Uh, she, she, she's the medical doctor. She's even a consultant. I won't tell you her field in case she's your cousin. Because you might start guessing. I won't tell you her field. Amen. And she's been a consultant for many years. Any party this weekend? And she gets to the party and drink wine and get drunk. And they will bundle her kind of into her car and off she goes. Next weekend, any party this weekend? Who knows whether we have people like that in church? Who live like that? Whose lifestyles are influenced by society in such ways? You have to unplug. Some it is clubbing. If they have not gone to the club, when I say club, I'm talking about, uh, you know what clubs are? Nightclubs. Where you go, you listen to any kind of music you want to listen to, you watch any kind of thing you want to watch, you drink any kind of thing you want to drink, you smoke any kind of thing you want to smoke. There are no limits. You have to unplug. You have to unplug. Some their football, their soccer team is their God. And they're in church this morning. If their team is playing a game, every other thing becomes secondary. You have to unplug. Man U fans are here. They are not doing well. Arsenal fans are here. They are not doing well, but they have mouths. Chelsea fans are here. I don't even know what's happening to them. <laughs> City fans are here. They will say we are the champions. Okay. But when your team is playing and there is prayer and fasting going on in church and one hour prayer, five to six, ah, even God knows that I will pray three to four so that I will start watching them. I can't go for the prayer. You have to unplug. Did you hear what I said? You have to unplug. Some are used to owing people money. They can live anyhow. Why borrow what you can't pay back? 
Why borrow without a plan of repayment? Why not factor inflation into your repayment? Don't you know money has a present value and money has a future value? Ah, I did not know that the exchange rate would be like this. Well, welcome to the, welcome. Now, face reality, you have to pay back. Ah, I can't pay back, oh, you'll go to jail. If they ask me to come and plead for you, I will say, ah, chairman, Shero, didn't you think before you took the loan, kill a row when you applied for the loan? Let's see your performance, even when everything was okay. Some will take loans in next week, next week, and they know there's nothing coming next week. You have to unplug. Some are experts are telling lies, and they don't call it lies. They say we scope, scope, it's scoping, it's scoping. You are expert in scoping. You have to unplug. Who is with me this morning? Ah, some people can abuse others, and they're fighting everybody. You have to unplug this morning. Hallelujah. So many things are happening out there. You have to unplug. And be who God wants you to be. And stand where God wants you to stand. If you're not unplugged out there, you'll be distracted. And there's a lot of distraction going on in the world today. If you're not unplugged, you will be discouraged. Because you will see some things happening and you will look at yourself. And you wonder, what is going on here? Why am I like this when my mates are like that? In fact, many times you don't even know what some people do. But you see their lives on social media. And you say, I know this guy. We were in school together. He didn't know as much as I knew when we were in school. He was a poor student. And you are judging him based on the physical success you can see around him. By the way, social media is a lie. Many times it's a lie. Did you hear what I said? Many times it's a lie. Ah, you don't know. <laughs> a fitness expert was training somebody online. She said, now do this. She'll jump. She'll hold. She'll, you know, push-ups. She will come up and clap and then go down and clap. The other guy that she was training was trying to do it. He kept falling. He kept falling. And then her child, her little baby walked in. Maybe some people saw that. Her little baby walked in and said, mommy, she was standing. She was standing on the table. But she positioned the camera such that it appeared as though she was doing push-ups. When the guy says, ah, trainer, so you wanted to kill me. And you were deceiving me. Hey, be careful. Brothers, unplug. It is not every beautiful sister that is beautiful. In the days of uh, facials and weeds and acrylic, you have to be very, 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 very diligent before you finally go in and uh, make a, a, a pitch. Somebody listening to me? Can we from time to time see some real beauty, some natural faces? When people get painted up, you, in fact, at times I don't recognize some people. Somebody greeted me the other day, I didn't know she was the one. Says the pastor, I told you, I said, yes, man. A mini, I said, I, I said, I greeted you. You don't know, so, 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 ah, I said, you. I didn't know. 
I said, this uh, thing has changed everything. He said, Pastor, you have come. I said, ah. let us recognize you when we see you. Hallelujah. There's a lot happening out there that is not real. It is time to get real. Some people get to church and they're like this. They're pious, they're holy. And in their offices, they're lions. Let's get real. So, be unplugged. Out there, many things are happening and people are getting destroyed, getting destroyed, getting destroyed. Drug use is in church. There are guys in church who are on drugs. Sisters, be careful. Single sisters, be careful. Pastor, I've met this guy. He's a clean guy, handsome, you know, very smart, collected, cool, does not make noise, highly intelligent, very cerebral. But you don't know he's on drugs. The guy's on drugs. And there are, there are different categories, different classes of drugs out there. And guys are hooked on uh, last week Sunday, last week Sunday, I was driving out, you know, of our neighborhood, and I saw this young guy, I looked at him, I knew what he was up to. I drove past. I saw the same guy again on Friday morning at another location. I was driving. I stopped. I called him, I said, okay, come. He came. I said, I know what you are going to do. You want to go and smoke weed? I said, I said, say Yoruba near because at times when you speak English, they don't understand. I said, are you Yoruba? I said, Yoruba. I said, Yoruba near. I said, oh my buy ye je, oh my destroy ye, oh my finish ye. You are going to smoke weed. Abi onlomubu. He had his lighter in his hand. He had water in his hand. He had his phones in his hand. He had his power bank in his hand. You know, and fair complexioned, you know, handsome, straight guy, no pot belly. You understand what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. And the sister would say, I said, oh, I, I, I wish that brother would just call me or look in my direction. Uh, uh. Hallelujah. I read the story of a young lady the other day. She turned 18, and at the age of 18, she has reached uh, suffrage, she has reached maturity, in the society in which she lives, uh, and she's free to make her choices. And so she told the mom, I'll be going out with my friends tonight. We're, we're going for a party in a club. And she got to the party, and she met her friends, and they were all chatting, and everybody was chatting. And uh, they gave her a drink, uh, and she drank. Uh, and a few hours after, she started feeling weak and dizzy. She said, I need to go to the hospital. They called an ambulance for her. She got into the ambulance. She passed out. They had to be you know, reviving her, resuscitating her right from the ambulance. By the time she got to the hospital, she couldn't walk again. For the next uh, couple of days, uh, she became paralyzed. She became paralyzed. And uh, she, they put a picture there. She started doing, and the mother said, this cannot be my daughter. The mother said she left home. Okay, she was, she was doing like a demon. That's how the report, the report put demon. And it's not a Christian report. So they say demon. You know, we know demons, Christians, we are familiar with the usage. Of the, but they say she was like a demon. They spiced her drink. Some drugs are doing that to some young people in our day and time. Unplug. Any lifestyle that will not glorify Jesus, unplug from it. 
Any habit that is contrary to the word of God, any habit that will not make the Holy Spirit comfortable around you, unplug. Any business style, you have a business style. You say, in this line of business, that's how we do it. Pastor, you don't understand. That's how we do it. We don't tell them the whole truth. We just reveal part of the deal to them. And once they now pay that, when they realize, hey, come by, you know, let the person be, unplug. Let them know, this is what you do in your business. If this is your fee, this is my fee. If this is what the project is costing, that's the cost. But this is my fee. This one, we can negotiate. That one, let them know where you stand. But pastor, this is Nigeria. Pastor, this is heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Pastor. Unplug. <laughs> so distractions out there, discouragements out there, destruction out there. Based on what's going on, unplug. We just have to unplug. Let's open our Bibles, please. So 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Familiar portion of scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 from verse 17. I'll read from the New Living Translation. It says, Therefore come out from among them. <laughs> I was reading New Living Translation. I was quoting Old King James. Sorry. New Living Translation. Therefore come out from among unbelievers. Unbelievers. Come out from among unbelievers. And separate yourselves from them. And separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things. Don't touch their filthy things. And I will welcome you. And I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So come out from among them and separate yourselves. The key words, and that will be my emphasis, come out from among them. Come out from among them. The unbelievers, the unsaved, the people of the world, come out from their ways, come out from their styles, come out from their paradigms, come out from their ideals, come out from the things they do, come out from the things that they approve of. You are not them, you are not the world, we are not the world. Unplug, disconnect, come out from among them. See the style of the world, the style of the world. I'm going to read 2 Samuel 6 from verse 2 to 9 in a short while. The style of the world, the style of the world, the, the style of the world appears smart. The style of the world appears appealing. The, the style of the world appears beautiful, attractive, amen. The style of the world, and everyone wants to do it, the style of the world. But we forget that the kingdom has its own style. There is the style of a world, but there is the style of a kingdom. There is the way of a world, but there is the way of a kingdom. You have a choice, and the choice is yours, and it's all about our choices. You can choose the style of the world, or you can choose the style of the world. It's in your hands. It's in your hands. It's in my hands. So it was time to transport the ark, the ark of God. And King David had been established as king. And somebody said, listen, Times have changed. Things have, things have really uh, changed. We, we live in the digital era. Oh, king, he said yes. Oh, king, he said yes. We live in the digital era. He said, so say what you want to say. Let's use digital technology to transport the ark. Oh, good idea. Excellent idea. And that way we don't need to stress the priest. Excellent idea. Excellent idea. Whose ark were they transporting, by the way? Was it the ark of David? Was it the ark of his kingdom? Or was it the ark of God? <laughs> Whose ark was it? Did the owner of the ark say, 
transport or carry my ark, who gave the instruction? I, I think the owner should give the instruction. Don't you think so? Hallelujah. I think your owner should give the instruction. Who is my owner? Who is your owner? Your owner should give the instruction. The wise will stay with the instruction of the owner. Are you staying with the instruction of the owner? You don't own your life. I don't own my life. Hallelujah. We were bought with a price. Therefore, the Bible says, glorify God in your spirit and in your body, which are God's. Unplugged. Who is still with me? Hallelujah. Fuel is uh, 620 naira per liter. Uh, 580 naira per liter. How can somebody be honest and make money to buy fuel? Well, some of us are not dishonest and God is helping us. Hallelujah. So tell me what I don't know. Tell me what I don't know. To whom else shall we go? Peter said. Thou alone has the words of eternal life. Jesus was saying you have a choice. Jesus was saying you have an alternative. You can leave. He said, oh God, leave for where? We don't have a choice. We're stuck with you. Hallelujah. Second Samuel chapter 6. So they gave the king that idea and he bought that idea. From verse 2. And David arose and went with all the people that were with him from Bali of Judah. To bring up from thence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of a Lord of hosts. The ark of God, not the ark of David. Whose name is called by the name of a Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts. They knew that was his name. You know the name of the Lord of hosts? Jehovah Shabbat, the God of war. And you want to carry the ark of the God of war and you are not afraid. The Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart. It was a new cart. So the idea was a new idea, hallelujah. And this was functional, smart, cost-effective, you know, less labor, you know, nobody will sweat at the end of the day. Nobody's shoulders will be pain in them. Assuming one of the priests' name was uh, Oholiab, another one was Eliab, another one was Ahimelech. When they got home, having transported the ark on their shoulders, you know, when they get home, they ask their wives, Rebecca, and so on, say, help me rub it. Let me rub that shoulder. When we say rub it, rub it gently. It's not the one you'll be pressing like that. Do I sound familiar? Husbands and wives. I don't sound familiar. Yeah. When your husband says somewhere he's spinning hand, he say, when you be junketing all over the place, you won't know. Yeah, bring it. Let's rub it for you. Maybe the man tripped and he has an inflamed ankle. Say, bring it. The wife is happy to rub it to inflict some pain. Ah, ah. Daughters of Zion. And you know, if he's a man, the man will be tender. Sorry, eh? Let me mind my business. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 3. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gibeah. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart. <laughs> A new cat. Where did this idea come from? Only God knows where this idea came from. Whose idea? Who suggested it? Because somebody must have suggested it. And the king approved it. No doubt the king approved it. Because it was the final authority there. True or false? And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was at Gibeah, accompanying the ark of God. And he went before the ark. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord. Before the Lord, they were playing. They were worshipping him. 
before the Lord, and all, on all manner of instruments made of fair wood, even on harps and on psalteries and on timbrels and on cornets and on cymbals. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. The oxen stumbled, like we know. We know the story. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error. And there he died by the ark of God. God smote him for his error. And there he died by the ark of God. They were doing the right thing, but in a wrong way. Unplug. Stop doing the right things the wrong way. Unplug. Pastor, that was Old Testament, yes. Pastor, that was the era or the covenant of works, yes. Pastor, we'll leave in a different era, under a better covenant. Pastor, actually we live under the covenant of grace. Yes. Shall we continue in sin and say grace shall abound? I'm balancing that thought for that person. Certainly not. One time says, by no means. So there is a limit to grace. Sin and continuous sin is the limit to grace. Grace can be frustrated. Apostle Paul said, therefore, I did not frustrate the grace of God. You can frustrate grace. With your lifestyle, you can frustrate grace. With, with, with persistent, continuous, habitual sin and, and irreverence for God, you can frustrate grace. Grace can be limited in that instance. It's in our hands. It's in our hands. Unplug. Someone say unplug. <laughs> Pastor. Verse 8. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. And he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah. Or Perez Uzzah to this day. The breaking out against Uzzah. And David was afraid of the Lord that day. And said, how shall the ark of the Lord come to me? Why? They chose the way of the world. They chose the pattern of the world. And they suffered for it. But the way of God was there all along. They were the ones that discounted the ways of the Lord. Don't discount the ways of the Lord. Don't discount the paradigm of the Lord. God has his own paradigms that contained in his word. Amen. There is no alternative to prayer. In this digital age, you still have to pray. There is no alternative to the word of God in this digital age. You still have to read your Bible. Hallelujah. You can call on any AI tool. You can call on any AI tool. You can call on PPI, PAPA. You can call on ChatGBT. You can call on anything. They can't read your Bible for you. You still have, Abi, Alaba. Call on your AI assistant. Oh, yeah, read it, begin to read it and let it drop into my spirit. Impossicant. Hallelujah. <laughs> There's no substitute to fasting. There is no AI tool that can fast on your behalf. There's no AI tool that can pray in the spirit on your behalf. Actually, there's no substitute for you. It is still you at the end of the day. It is still me at the end of the day. Hallelujah. I had better take responsibility for what God says I should do because it is about me and him. Who is with me this morning? Hallelujah. The way of God was there. That they turned their backs uh, to 1 Chronicles 15, 11 to 15. And David called 
for Zadok and Abiathar the priests, and for the Levites, for Uriel, Asiah, and Joel, Shemaiah, and Eliel, and Abinadab. Where were all these people before? And said unto them, You are the chief of the fathers of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves, both ye and your brethren, that ye may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel unto the place that I prepared for it. For because you did it not at the first, the Lord our God made a breach upon us, for that we sought him not after the due order. Who was speaking? Excuse me, who was speaking here? Uh, was he speaking with the benefit of hindsight or not? So, what happened? He must have gone back to God. He must have reviewed what they did before. He must have done a review of what could have happened and why there was a breach. Why will we be doing something right and something bad will happen? And he realized we were doing something right in a bad way, in the wrong way. That was why what happened, happened. So, by himself, he corrected that. Hallelujah. It takes the wise to look back and see where they made a mistake. It takes the wise. As you listen to this message today, maybe you made a mistake in life in the past. Look back. See where you fell so that you will avoid such pitfalls in the future. Hallelujah. God did not create you to fail. God did not create you to have a substandard quality of life. Christ came that we may have and enjoy life in abundance of the full till it overflows. That's why Jesus came. Abundance of life, overflowing life. That's what Jesus came for. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Christ came for me that I might have life and enjoy life in abundance to the full till it overflows. That's why Christ came. That's why Christ came for Tuluwalokwe. I don't know about you, but that's why Christ came for Tuluwalokwe. Amen. So if Tuluwalokwe will enjoy that life, he must follow what Jesus is. Hallelujah. He must follow the one who died for him. You know, Jesus took my life and gave me his own. Jesus took my life and gave me his own. It was an exchange of life. He took my sin. He took my sorrow. He took my condemnation. He took the curse upon me. They took everything away, gave me, and he doesn't have a cause. He doesn't have sin. He doesn't have condemnation. He doesn't have uh, any problem, any limitation. You understand? No command in the life of Jesus. Naaman was commander of the host of the army of Syria, but he was a leper. There was no bot in Jesus, and there is no bot in Jesus. Me, I carry many bots. I had many bots. Some of my bots were inherited many generations before me. Some of us are here, we don't even know what our great-great-grandfathers were, what they did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In my own case, it's not difficult. I have some history. I understand some history. Hallelujah. My great... Now, I, I know who my great-grandmother was, and I know who her own father was. I know her father was a... So that's my great-great-grandfather. I knew what he was. I knew what he did. Hallelujah. I knew what he was. I knew what he did. You know, traditional institutions right now have changed. Things are changing. Now you have uh, uh, kings, uh, you know, that are believers, that are born again, that do praise worship in their palace. Tell me in 1920 whether you had a king. If there were, there would be very few. I know there was one king, a CAC man, but... They were very few. I may know some history. You know some church history. Hallelujah. 
Many boats, but Jesus came without a boat, took all my boats, took my, my, Yoruba people don't call train, train, they say railway. Many years ago during ICANN pool setting, there was one man in my group, my accounting group. We used to call him Babadi. He was chief accountant of Nigeria World Corporation then. Old man. And he was in the midst of boys. Imagine an old man in the midst of boys. How we taunting him. We are working on. Say, Babadi, did you get that question? Babadi, leave me alone. Babadi, I had a railway of problems, railway of inherited generational. Jesus said, bring everything. Bring everything. Take my perfect life. For nothing. I didn't do anything. How much did I pay? For his blood. Because blood is life. He shed his own blood for me. He took my own blood upon himself. That's what happened. That's the meaning of salvation in case you don't know. When they say get born again, he's saying come for an exchange. Lay down your own. Take his own. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. Ah, let's go back. I was trying to read 1 Chronicles 15, 11. And David called for Zadok and Abiathar the priest, and for the Levites, for Uriel, number one, Isaiah, number two, Joel, number three, Shemaiah, number four, Eliel, number five, and Abinamah, number six, and said unto them, You are the chief of the fathers of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves, both ye and your brethren, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel unto the place that I prepared for it. 13. For because you did it not at the first, the Lord our God made a bridge upon us, for that we sought him not after the due order. Thank God he realized it. 14. So the priests and the Levites sanctified themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. Before there was no sanctification. Before it was a new cut. See 15. And the children of the Levites bear the ark of God where? Where? Help me. I need some help. Where? Upon a new cut. Driven by Ahio and Uzzah. <laughs> Upon their shoulders with the staves thereon as Moses commanded according to the word of the Lord. Do you know what we are seeing in that scripture? What we are seeing is this. Uh, the message has not changed. Hallelujah. The, the person of the message cannot change. The instruction and the mandate cannot change. Hallelujah. Technology may be changing. Times may be changing. The message is the same. The mandate is the same. The approach is the same. Hallelujah. So whatever it is that crept in unawares upon you and upon your value system that is making you to see life differently, unplug from it and begin to see from the prism. P-R-I-S-M. Glass prism. Students of physics, remember, when we're doing light, you know, reflect, reflection, refraction. Remember, eh, Light. There will be a pin at the end of it. You go, you look at it. It will have refracted. Ri. Ri. Refractive index. Ah, we went to school. In case you are taking those pastors, what do they know? We went to school far. Because there are different kinds of pastors out there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Some, they tried everything they failed. They said, okay. They say there's money ministry. I enter ministry. No. You better know who your pastor is. Praise the Lord. You better know who pastors you. Ah, he prays. He prays fire. Fire. He prays fire. Eh, you are looking for fire. You will see fire. I pray you are not consumed by that fire. I heard a story not too long ago. A, 
a supposed pastor. The person said when, when the person was introduced to him, that supposed pastor was introduced to him or to her, the person prayed for one hour, nonstop. Say, ah, anointed man of God. Uh, hmm. And then the person that introduced the man said, that's the person that I want to marry. Actually, I saw the face of the Lord, you know. And um, I believe it's the one for me. Um, before then, that person had been in two relationships that didn't work out, two marriages that didn't work out. So finally, she now saw this pastor. I said, pastor, be careful when people are, hmm, God bless you. Uh, eh. Be careful. Some of us that are like this, that are our ballet, we are better than others. Eh? Eh. Making fun of, of some of us. Jesus had all sorts in the apostolic team. Their temperaments were different. All of them, different temperaments, different. Anyway, let's leave that. So this, this lady said, that's the man. And they went to the registry and they got married. The man was a married man, the pastor. But he told the lady he had divorced his wife. And uh, she saw a divorce certificate. So what other proof? And one of the sons of the man was the best man. was the best man. And so she, you know, had some little time with him and then she traveled back. And she began to process the man's visa so that he can go and join his wife. And then all the children too, those who were below the age of 18 also could join while the others will take that and so on. She was fast-tracking the process. Fast-tracking the process. Unknown to her. The man had tried the same with somebody in another country, in UK. And that one happened to be an immigration official. But that one was, like auditors will say, put on inquiry. Mm, yes, we are Russian. Take it easy. So when the man said, okay, we've been talking on phone. When are we going to see? How do we marry so that I can cross over? She said, unfortunately, my papers here are not good. So I can't even file for you and so on. And he stopped communicating with her. So that one knew that. And they share information. There's something called five eyes. Let me not go into all that today. You know? That lady told the authorities in the other country that flag that guy. He's a scam. Tell that lady to be careful. Stop the process because they were almost approving. You know what? The man, his wife, and all his children are in on it. Pastor. Pastor. He can pray one hour. Fire prayer. Hey, careful. Be very careful. Be very careful. Let me say it again. Be very careful. If I be very watchful. Praise God. So. The authorities reminded the lady and told her, this is what we received about. She said, can't be, can't be, can't be. They said, you better talk to that other lady. They spoke and she, 
So the man now said, hey, so now that you have discovered everything, can't you see help me to get out of this country? Even my mouth, up to now, was still open. I can't imagine it. Unplug. There are many things going on out there. Many things. People are not, they don't fear God with God. They don't fear God. It is no longer the man that God uses. It is now God that man uses. They use God. Men use God. Not God using men. Unplug. Unplug from a wrong setting. Unplug from every wrong association. Unplug. Hallelujah. <laughs> 15. And the children of the Levites bear the ark of God upon their shoulders with the staves thereon as the Lord commanded and everything was okay. Another thing I see in that scripture, 2 Corinthians uh, Chapter 6, from 17 to 18, he says, uh, be separate. Come out from among unbelievers and be separate. To be separate means to disconnect, to break off, to break the link, whatever the link was. You break it. You sever, you disconnect from a source. It means to be distinct, to be different. Hallelujah. Isaiah 52 and verse 11. Child of God, don't blend with the world. Did you hear what I said? Don't blend with the world. When a color blends with another, you don't see the difference. Everything is just okay. It blends. I was at the seminar on Friday. And I looked at the participants. <laughs> As I was facilitating. One man had on multicolor and color like that and so on and so on. And then I put a cap on. I said, ah, daddy. You could have told mommy to pick a cap for you this morning before you left. You know my mouth. I said, ah, this coloco. He's shouting. The cap was shouting. The Bubani Shokoto was shouting. I mean, different voices. Anytime you put on something and you have voices all around you, be careful. Hallelujah. Pastor, what about color blocking? Okay, if you are doing color blocking, you are fine. But if you don't know about color blocking, please don't block colors. <laughs> don't blend with the world. Don't blend with the world. Can I say that again? Don't blend with the world. Light and darkness can never blend. Amen. Put oil inside water. Will they blend? In fact, when you have oil and water together... In chemistry, what kind of liquid is that? Immiscible, immiscible liquid. You see the oil separate from the water. You see it in bubble. Am I right or wrong? Uh -uh. You are oil. You can blend with the world. You are light. You can blend with darkness. But anytime we can't separate the believer from the unbeliever, there's a problem. Anytime we can't separate the world from the church, there's a problem. Don't blend. Let me tell your neighbor, don't blend. My son, if sin has enticed the consent down on, don't blend. Hallelujah. Don't blend. And always pray and ask the Lord, when it's going to get rough, you won't be there. So that when they start doing their inquiry to find out those who were on duty that day, they say, oh, Mrs. Skinny, she wasn't there. She had gone for fellowship. I've told this story before. Let me say one more time. Many years ago, our first child 
was to write GC exams, the trial GC in SS3. You know, first time SSC, we said, let them go and do trial GC. And uh, she was posted to a school uh, in Idiakwe area. And uh, it was her first time of seeing the world like that. And she saw people bringing prepared answers into the exam hall, writing. And she saw people throwing things from outside the classroom into the classroom for people to grab, to open, and to copy answers. She said something landed on her desk. She looked, she didn't know what, she threw it away. And finally one day, their invigilator who was singing choruses. I, do, I can't remember what chorus she was singing, but let me help you with one. Alive, alive, my savior is alive. Alive forever. Alive forever. That means be, be fast, be fast. The sting of death is gone. She had been collecting 500 naira from people outside. She will put the answers, give the answers to whoever the answer was meant for, and she'll be singing chorus. Money fellowship. I have fellowship at five o'clock. Alive, alive, my savior. So our daughter came and she said, Daddy. I say yes. That's why it's good you listen to your children. You know, some, some parents are so busy. Say, Daddy, say, what, what? Can't you say I'm tired, what? You bring uh, I'm just coming here. I say, yes. Say, I saw something today. I say, tell me about it. Our invigilator. Eh? So I had to explain to her what was going on because she had never seen anything. She never knew a Christian could be like that. She was aiding and abetting a process. A process that was clearly at variance with God's word. Be separate. Isaiah 52 and verse 11. Depart, 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 depart. Go out from there. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Isaiah 52 verse 11. Depart, depart. Go out from there. Touch no unclean thing. Go out from the midst of her. Purify yourselves, ye who bear the vessels of the Lord. Purify yourselves, you who bear the vessels of the Lord. It was okay to put it that way for the Old Testament, and it was okay to read that in the Old Testament and think it's referred to the Levites and the priests. In the New Testament, we're all Levites, we're all priests. We're a kingdom of royalty and the priesthood. Everybody bears the vessels of the Lord in the New Testament. Hallelujah. It's not only the Aaronites now, it's not only the Levites now, all of us. All of us bear the vessels of the Lord. Be ye holy that bear the vessels of the Lord. It's a commandment. It's not an admonition. It's a commandment. It's not an advice. It's a commandment. Everyone who bears the vessel of the Lord. Don't you bear the vessel of the Lord. If you are a born again Christian, does the Holy Spirit not live inside of you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He lives inside us. Be ye holy who bear the vessel of the Lord. So be separate. Be separate. Exodus chapter 8 and verse 22. Be separate from the world. Exodus 8, 22. English standard version as well. But on that day, I will set apart the land of Goshen where my people dwell so that no swarms of flies shall be there. God said he will set apart, he will separate, in other words, Goshen where his people were. 
for the sake of his own people. So that what the world was experiencing will not be their own experience. That you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. So God was saying he will do that so that they will know that he is God. Not only that. Thus, I will put a division. I will put a division. I will put a division between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign shall happen. He said to them. I will put a division between my people and your people. God's people, as far as God is concerned, are different from other people. God's people operate under God's covenant of life. In the New Testament, we operate by the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The world operates under the law of sin and death. We operate under the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It's called the covenant of grace. What they experience is not what we experience. But if we choose to experience what they are experiencing, you are free. God cannot override your will. Who is with me up till now? And when things appear to be going south in your life, remember the covenant. Did you hear what I said? When things appear to be going contrary to what God has said concerning you, remember the covenant. I say, Lord, am I not called by your name? Lord, is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus not over my life? Lord, is the covenant of grace no longer walking over me? Why then is this happening? Let there be a total turnaround. And stay there and see whether he will come true or not. Hallelujah. You always come through for me. Amazing you always come through for me. Amazing God. You always come through for me. Amazing God. Hallelujah. You always come through for me. Amazing God. Amazing God. <laughs> Glory, you always come through for me. Amazing God, amazing God, <laughs> amazing God. You always, you always come through, always amazing. Amen. He will come through for you. It will come through for you. You will not be confounded. You will not be confused. You will not be disgraced. You will not be disappointed. You will not be ridiculed. He will come through for you. Stand on the covenant of grace. Realize that you are different. Don't blend with them. Number one. Specific point now. Unplug from the world. Unplug from the world. I'll be ending with this point. 
And then we'll take it up from here next Sunday. Unplug from the world. What does the world stand for? What does the world mean? The world means the flesh. The flesh. The world means uh, the way of the unsaved. The world means uh, the unregenerated mind. The world means the ideas, uh, the mindsets, the paradigms, the styles uh, of the world. You know something about the world? The world does things without God. They don't think about God in their plans, in their considerations. Look at Psalm 10 and verse 4. Psalm 10 verse 4. Psalm 10 and verse 4. The wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. Why? God is not in all his thoughts. God is not in... He's planning, he's projecting, he's visualizing, he's, you know, looking at the future and so on. But God is not in the equation. In fact, there's no need to pray. It's just about him and what he wants to do. So who do I know in the world? How do I get there? That's the world. How do I bring that man down? That's the world. How do I bring that babe down? That's the world. In the world, the end justifies the means. That is not the kingdom. But that is the world. In the world, the end justifies the means. I saw a video yesterday. I don't remember that some of us saw it. It was something about Edo politics. What is the name of the deputy governor in Edo now? Philip something? Eh? Philip Shuaibu, that's right. The man said uh, they came to raid them. They planted a pistol in their hands. The enemies of Philip Shuaibu. Maybe some of us saw the video. Anyway, the long and short of the story was they arrested them. They took them from Auchi area to Benin. And uh, they removed his watch, his wristwatch and his uh, phones. And... Uh, he now wrote a statement. They did the investigation. That was the end of it. They realized the gun did not come from them. But he said they did not return his wristwatch. How many people saw it? He said they did not return his wristwatch. He said. So he went to Abuja to the IG to write petitions so that they can compel the commissioner of police at those states to ask the deputy governor to return his wristwatch. You know what happened? He said he went to America. And then he heard that they were doing Afema Descendants Association. You know, Auchi, Agenebody, Axis, You know, that they were having a program in New Jersey. And he went. And there he saw Philip Shaibu. And then he saw his wristwatch in his hand. He said, he knows his wristwatch. He said, it was custom made. He said, he bought it for $250,000. The tuna wristwatch embedded with the diamond studs. And his own name, Jeruel or something, is embedded on the phone. He said he knows this. He said he wanted to fight him and accost him. They said, no, don't do this here when you get to Nigeria. So he said, he should tell the deputy governor, return my wristwatch to it's $250,000. I said, thief steal him, thief carry him. English is not sweet. See, there's no rhyme. You know rhyme? Uh, there's no rhyme. Co rhyme. Olegbe, Olegba. Ah, what a rhyme. Olegulo. That's serious. Ole is thief. Be. Steal. Ba. Take. Low use. So, my uncle 
question was, ah, which work did this man do to buy a 250,000 custom made? 250,000, not naira. I'm sure when somebody like that looks at some of our own watches, he will be annoyed and say, okay, okay, get out of the way. It is true. For that kind of work to enter the eye of a deputy governor, you must know that there's something about it. That, see, crazy. Crazy, man. Anyway, unplug from the world. Unplug from the world. Amen. So, how the world thinks, the end justifies the means. In fact, to start with, if I were that man, I would be very embarrassed to tell the world that I have a 250000 I won't mention the value. I say it's very expensive. Mm. Because people now begin to, in some climbs, ah, in some climbs, when you say that kind of thing in public, they check your tax records straight away. They check your tax records straight away. How much taxes does it pay? The income that generated that money for him to be able to afford that kind of work, did he declare it? Was it covered by the system? In some climes, you know, here, your daughter gets married to her husband. The bride's father give, gives them a car. In some climes, the following morning, the bride and the groom just married during honeymoon will find the tax man in front of their house. Capital transfer tax assessment for the car you got yesterday. And it lets you see under his jacket, there's a gun there. Assessment, a gun. Your assessment, you, go. you better sign the assessment and say you will pay. If you want to get violent, it is ready for you. Backed by law. You know, the funniest thing is that we will say we are doing presidential system of government, but other things that they are doing, they will say, mm -hmm. <laughs> Hallelujah. The end justifies the means. That is the world. That's not the church. The means matter. What did Jesus say? I am the way, the truth, and the life. You can't get to the Father except by me. When you get to the Father, what do you want from the Father? Is it not the pleasures of his right hand? Is it not the glories of his presence? Is it not the goodness of the Father that you want? The means to that goodness that you seek is Jesus. The means to that goodness that you desire is Jesus. The means to that, I say goodness, goodness, okay. The means to that baby you desire is Jesus. The means to that promotion you desire is Jesus. That's the goodness. Hallelujah. So don't say the end justifies the means. Because when you get it outside the means, outside Jesus, it doesn't give you the joy that you desire. It doesn't give you the joy that you would have expected. Hallelujah. And for goodness sake, material things don't define us. Material things don't define us. They are neither here nor there. Amen. Okay, let's look at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 verse 5. Unplugged from the world. I'll read that scripture first in the Old King James and then we'll do it in the New Living Translation. Unplugged from the world. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. You see that? So in the world, they mind the things of the flesh. In the kingdom, we mind the things of the spirit. 
For to be carnally minded is death. To be carnally minded is death. If you have a mind ruled by the world system, you are dead. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. If you have a mind ruled by God's word and God's spirit, that's life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So the Holy Spirit, or the spirit of Jesus, makes us possessions of Jesus. Let's read that in the New Living Translation. From verse 5. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. So the world is ruled by the flesh. The believer must be ruled by the Spirit. And to be ruled by the Spirit, faith comes in. Romans 1.17b, Habakkuk 2.4, what does it say? The just shall live by his faith. It is when you live by faith that you activate the help of the Holy Spirit and it rules your life. Hallelujah. So you are in church this morning, but you are hooked on alcohol. You are in church this morning, you are hooked on sex. Sex, and you are not married. It's not your wife you are having sex with or your husband you are having sex with. You are hooked on sex. You are in church this morning, you are hooked on substance. You are hooked on pornography, whatever. Listen, to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. God's word is offering us today life and peace. Unplug from the world. There's so much covetousness, so much greed, so much materialism in the world. That's what the world has got to offer. Ah, I see saw that guy last month. So he has bought uh, the latest E-class. Ah, so this is what E-class 2024 looks like. Yeah. And I thought uh, that I would buy it before him. Yeah. You know that's how some people think. Yeah. Ah. See. Eh? That guy has changed his phone. iPhone 15. That just came out. That's what he's using now. We had the uh, 14 Pro Max before together. Ah. We like to get iPhone 15. And they begin a mad rush. Don't you know those who are behind technology too, they know what they are doing. They don't want you off their hooks. So as one comes out, another one will come out. While you are still celebrating that one, another one will come out. There's no end to that race. Money is not an end. Material possessions are not an end. I know an end that the Bible tells us. Peace is an end. Hallelujah. Peace is an end. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Follow peace with all men and holiness. Without me, no man will see the Lord. Peace is an end. Mark the perfect man. Consider the upright. The end of that man is peace. Peace is an end. Hallelujah. Not your iPhone. When you die, your iPhone goes nowhere. My uncle died. His phone is in my bedside drawer as I speak. My auntie died. 
Her phone is in my bedside drawer as I speak. Hallelujah. That phone has not worked for over two years. My auntie's phone. My uncle's phone has not worked for over one year. Hallelujah. So they are using phone in heaven where they went. Who are they calling? If your, own, your dead uncle calls you on earth, will you answer? <laughs> you will run to church and come for deliverance. And while I run, they are calling me Oku. Hallelujah. Your designer shoes, they are good, but they are not an end. That's what you have in the world. Love not the world, not the things in the world. Let's read that scripture and then I draw the curtains and we start next week. First John chapter 2 from verse 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. There are things in the world. Oh, there are things in the world. Nice things in the world. Fine wine, if you, hey, alcohol, you know. Different kind, there are things in the world. Nice private jets, there are things in the world. One day I was somewhere. I would never forget. I was in a foot tunnel in an airport. And uh, I was connecting in that airport so I was to get on another flight. And as I entered, there was a, a walkway, an electronic walkway, travelator. As I got on the travelator, I noticed that when my pace increased, the music, the crescendo of the music in the foot tunnel will increase. When I slowed down, the crescendo of the music was slowed. I looked, I said, one show me. I said, are they, are they monitoring me here? So when I stopped, the thing will stop. As I moved, they, I said, ha. I said, this will move with the Amado. I said, they were playing Mozart, if you are into, you know, classical music, you know. Mozart, Beethoven. Those were, no, 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 no. If you move fast, I say, hey. And then it thought occurred to me, if men can think like this, what is God doing in heaven? And I said, if I get to heaven, or when I get to heaven, it must be more glorious than this. Because what I've seen here today, I've never seen it before in my, in my life. I, I was not ashamed that people were looking at me. I put my bag down. I was, I was you, you, ah, I live in Ibadanfa. <laughs> ah, hallelujah. Anything you like, I say. I see that black man, African man. Eh, I'm an African, I'm an Ijebu myself, no problem. You know, because I was enthralled by what I saw. So there are things in the world. You get to some place, you see some beauty, you say, ah, ah. It's better to die here. Don't die here. There are things in the world. You see food, you see some things. It's not the one your wife makes. Daddy, will you eat? It's not daddy, will you eat? If you are eating, say, oh, talk, oh. If you are not eating, let us know so that everybody can go and sleep. Oh. It's not daddy, The way, imagine, this is not marriage lecture, but imagine if that's how your wife offers you food. With the appetite, will, will, will the appetite uh, increase or decrease? If they ask you, will you say you want to eat? 
Hallelujah. Unplugged. First John 2. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, all that is in the world, is what? Number one, the loss of the flesh and the loss of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it's of the world. All that is in the world, loss of the flesh, loss of the eyes and the pride of life. And the world passeth away, and the loss thereof. The loss of a flesh, the loss of an eye, passeth away. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. I'll stop here. All that is in the world passeth away. Your body is passing away. Hallelujah. That's why now you've gone gray. I've gone gray. I didn't start gray. It's passing away. Hallelujah. So men are in church. Don't look at anybody. Everything is clean. Now there's clear reception. They did not start like that. There was a time in their lives they had afro, afro, afro. But now, nothing is staying there. Everything is, the world is passing away. Hallelujah. Believe me. That's, that's the reality. So why then would you give that world your primary attention to the detriment of your spirit and your eternal destiny. Unplug from the world. We'll continue from here next Sunday. Let us pray. Let us pray. If you've gained anything, thank God for it. And if the Lord is calling your heart to a new place, then obey him and say, Lord, I will yield. I will yield. I will obey you. I will do what you are saying. I will live for you. I unplug from the distractions of the world. I unplug from that which causes discouragement and despair. I unplug. I unplug. I unplug. I disconnect from the ways of the world, their, their style of thinking, their style of do, doing things. I choose to stay with your way of doing things, with your style of doing things. And the way of God of doing things contained in His Word. His style of doing things contained in his word. I say, Lord, make me a doer of your word. Let my life be pleasing unto you. Teach me to obey your word. Teach me to obey your word. The commandments of the Lord are not grievous. Another translation says, the commandments of the Lord are not burdensome. Meaning we can do them. He has not asked us to do what is impossible. He has asked us to believe him and to love him with all of our hearts. With all of our minds, with all of our souls, with all of our bodies, love the Lord your God. That's possible. It takes grace to do whatever God is asking us to do. So tell him to give you grace to please him. Lord, I ask you for grace to please you. Lord, I ask you for grace to live for you. Lord, I ask you for grace to follow after your will. Lord, I ask you for grace to follow after your ways. Lord, I ask you for grace to do that which is in accordance with your word every day of my life. Help me, Lord, I pray. 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 The greatest thing in all my life is knowing you. 
is a treasure your salvation is a treasure your salvation is a treasure when something is treasure you don't lose it and you are not careless with it I'm asked to impress this upon our hearts don't be careless with your salvation don't be careless with Christ Jesus who lives within you. Don't be careless with the keys of the kingdom that have been placed in your hands. Don't be careless with the light of the glory that you carry. Don't be careless with the weight of the glory that you carry. Whereas others can live anyhow, you cannot live anyhow. Don't be careless. Treasure your salvation. Guard it earnestly. Contend with every contention over that treasure. Don't be careless. That which has been entrusted unto you, guard jealously. Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the wellsprings of life. Guard jealously. Don't be careless with your salvation are you here this morning the greatest treasure a man has is the greatest treasure a man can have is the treasure of carrying the blood of Jesus upon one's head is the treasure of carrying the value of Christ in life the blood he shed is the value we carry as believers in him and you are saying, I want the blood token of Jesus over my own life as well. I want the reality of the person of Christ to rule my life. And you say, Pastor, pray for me. I will pray for you. Somebody here, you are tired. You are tired. You've been running and running and running, but now you are tired. You're saying, I I'm just ready to, to hand in the towel. I'm just ready to to forget running. I want rest. Christ is the rest you desire. 
Christ is the rest of the Father. Christ is the rest of God. Enter into Christ, enter into his rest. All eyes short, all heads bowed. I want the cover of the blood over my life. I want to be saved. I want life and peace. I want salvation. I want Jesus. Just raise up your right hand. Nobody's looking at anybody. This is about eternity. God bless you. I see that hand. Who else? You're coming. You're saying Jesus. Whether up on the gallery or down here. You're saying, I want the value of the blood. I've been running and running, but I don't want to run no more. I want rest. If you're raising the hand, raise it above your head. And those who are praying for themselves, keep praying. All heads about. All eyes are shut. With the hand, those whose hands are up, please just stand and repeat after me. Stand and repeat after me. I'm not asking you to come to the front, no. Just where you are, stand and repeat and say, Lord Jesus, that blood which you shed, you shed for my sins. Today, Jesus, wash me with that blood for I confess that you have become even now, my Savior. And your blood rests upon my life as my value and my worth, for that is my token of salvation. And so, Lord, accept them. Every grief of the devil is cancelled over these lives. Every experience that had been contrary to peace and life is reversed today, and they begin a new journey. Your blessing makes it happen. Your rest and peace and comfort is theirs. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Please attend to them. Please attend to them, wherever they are. Your air, your air, your hair hurts. I'm not sure it's the, I'm touching my left, but I'm not sure it's the left. But your hair or most likely the right. Poke your finger in it as I speak God's healing and word. Be healed. And I rebuke that pain in the air in the name of Jesus. Whatever was wrong, I'm asking for a divine correction. Let that air be unplugged. Let that hair begin to hear clearly. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You need your strength to be renewed physically. You're here, you're just weak. Any small thing, you get tired. And you've complained, but medically it's like nothing is happening. Just stand to your feet and place your hand upon your head and be healed in the name of Jesus. And be healed in the name of Jesus. And be healed in the name of Jesus. And so you are free forever. Your strength returns and it is well with you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. So there's a gang up against you in your place of work. And initially it wasn't a bother, but now it's beginning to bother you and you're, what's going on? What's going on? That's specific to you. In the name of Jesus, Lord, you said you will fight with them that fight with us. You said you will contend with them that contend with us and you will save our children. Lord, with every contention rising up against this one, let there be a holy indignation against anyone contending with them and Lord silence every contention and grant them total victory and peace this week the tables are turned in Jesus name we pray amen amen give him thanks give him praise give him thanks give him praise yeah, things
things are slow generally. And it's a reflection of what is happening in the economy. But don't you know that you are a carrier of the blessing? Don't you know that you are different? Don't you know that you are not to say what they say? Don't you know that you can live in Goshen while others are living in Egypt? Don't you know it was tough in Egypt? Don't you know it was easy in Goshen? It can be easy for you. Just stand to your feet if that applies to you. As I pray, as I pray, as I pray, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, open their eyes to see, open their ears to hear, open their hearts to comprehend. There is a step they must take, let them understand it. There is a step, a move they must make, let them see it. Lord, let them, Lord, see water flowing from the throne. So open their eyes to see the provisions and the resources you've made available unto them. Lord, I'm asking you to redirect, redirect resources in their direction. Redirect wealth, riches, provision, supply, favor, help in their direction. In the name of Jesus, let things change and let them return with testimonies. Father, we say thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, can, I, can I say this? When, when men are saying things are tough, when men are saying um, economically, you know, things are dry, blah, 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 blah. The flow in their direction is cut off. That's why. But when it is cut off in a direction, it is flowing in another direction. That is why some do well, they thrive when others are not doing well. Because there's a direction of flow in their direction. Always seek for the flow in your direction. Don't say it is our industry. There's a higher law that supersedes the law that rules and reigns in that industry. Is somebody catching a revelation this morning? When men are saying there's a casting down, we shall be saying there's a lifting up. Lord, that shall be our testimony. Let the blessing rest upon those people. Please stand to your feet. Let the blessing rest upon your people. Let your favor rest upon your people. Let divine help locate your people. By day, by night, divine help. Wherever you turn to open doors. In the name of Jesus Christ. Strangers will serve you. Kings will be your foster fathers. Their queens, your foster mothers. In the name of Jesus. In your land there shall be no drought. In your land there shall be no dryness. I command rain upon your land. In the name of Jesus Christ. I believe the Lord to cause your heads to be exalted. To cause your horns to be exalted. In the name of Jesus. I pray that your heads will not lack ointment. In the name of Jesus. Your heads will not lack ointment. Let the benefits of the anointing abound upon this house. In the name of Jesus. I say let the benefits of the anointing rest upon men and women and boys and girls and families and households in the name of Jesus why is it the benefit of the anointing the dew brought the manna the dew brought the manna the dew symbolic of the anointing manna symbolic of sustenance let the anointing, let the benefits of the anointing, let the reality of the anointing, Lord, rest upon men and women, boys, girls. Let there be abundance of manna. All to the glory of your name. Father, we say thank you. Every yoke we command destroyed, broken by the authority of the resurrection of Christ. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Can we just be seated and give the Lord thanks and appreciate him?
give him praise, give him thanks.